Welcome to another episode of Rejoicing Daily with your host, Rebecca Brandt. She has a heart to help all families find the joy and beauty of our daily lives, not living in negativity, but truly counting our blessings. The show is based on that beautiful verse in Psalm 118 verse 24 that says, This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Join Rebecca and her special guests as they share insights for Rejoicing Daily. Hi everyone and thank you for joining the very first podcast from Rejoicing Daily. Today I am honored and completely humbled to have Crystal Payne from Money Saving Mom on the line. And just as a heads up, Crystal is in an airport And so you might hear a little feedback, some people in the background, but I know that Crystal's voice is going to come through loud and clear for you today. And Crystal, thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having me on. It's great to have you. And how exciting. Money-saving mom on the line, and you are in the midst of launching an amazing book called Say Goodbye to Survival Mode. And here you are in an airport and I know that you are just very busy right now with what you're doing, but I've read your book, and it's just been a blessing to me. And I just want to let everyone know you can get that on Crystal's website, moneysavingmom.com, and she's offering some great freebies, $125 in freebies, some giveaways, and I think a few other things, Crystal. Yes, for launch week, we're going to have some really um, fun things we're going to be offering some really amazing giveaways. We're giving away a washer and dryer set, which I'm super excited about, and because there are laundry baskets on the front of my book, and we just thought, you know, doesn't laundry kind of depict every woman's life? You know, it's just there's a lot of laundry, and so we thought it'd be fun to give away a washer and dryer, and we're also, um, the week of launch, we are doing, um, every person who orders gets a free product from Dayspring shipped to your house for free. So we're excited about that. That is wonderful. Now, did I see something about a vacation getaway as well? Yes, we actually just um, finished that one up. We've been doing one giveaway every week, and so we just did a spa getaway giveaway, which was really fun to do. I'm so excited about picking the winner. That was a lot of fun to give away. Oh, I bet. I bet. I know one time I did a giveaway for a vacuum cleaner. And the person who won um, had actually told me she wasn't going to enter because it was for, she has hardwood floors. And I was like, this vacuum would be perfect for hardwood floors. And she ended up winning. And I'll actually talk with her every now and then, and she'll say, I still love my vacuum cleaner. So it was really neat to bless that way. Yes, it's so fun to be able to use our platform to be able to bless people in that way. It's just, it's, it's just, I think that, I have more fun doing the giveaways maybe than the people who actually win sometimes. Well, I think the secret to that is in your book, and we're going to get to that in a bit. Um, Before we go any further, though, I do want to mention today's sponsor of our show. It's Media Angel, Felice Gerowitz. And I don't know if you've used any of her products, but she has some really neat homeschool products, podcasts, classroom materials, um, and some fantastic books for children. So before we go any further, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to um, to Felice explain Media Angels, and then we'll be right back. So, Crystal, hold on the line, and everyone else, 
You hang tight. We'll be right back with the rest of Crystal's interview. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I want to introduce you to my publishing company, Media Angels. I have a heart for homeschool families, and since 1994, I have poured my efforts into creating curriculum to support teaching science, especially from a creationist worldview to the homeschool community. My curriculum was selected by Kathy Duffy and her 101 top homeschool picks. Another labor of love is a three-book novel series specifically for homeschoolers with a creation focus the Truth Seekers Mystery Series that I co-authored with my daughter, Christina. Media Angels represents uncompromising quality, not only with books, but with an online homeschool convention and this ultimate homeschool radio network with amazing show hosts. Along with books, Media Angels has produced an American history and an American government video series, as well as a family Bible study, Homeschooling with Proverbs. It has been my pleasure to mentor countless homeschool families and missionaries worldwide. I also enjoy mentoring aspiring authors with one-on-one coaching and the Information in a Nutshell series. If we haven't met, please reach out. I'd love to help you on your homeschooling journey, or if you have a book, help you getting that into print. I can be found on social media and look forward to meeting you. You can reach me at MediaAngels.com. Thanks so much and hope to meet you soon. So, Crystal, we're back. And I know that you were in an airport. I um, want to go through some questions with you. I know many people are probably curious about. Um, in your book, you talk about so many changes that you made in your home when you came to a point where you realized your health and your family were suffering. Can you share a little bit about that moment or the few moments and and how you really began to process that and make it happen? Yes. Well, it was um, after my third child was born, I was just feeling completely overwhelmed with life, but yet I didn't want to let anybody know how much I was struggling because I didn't want to admit that I needed help and that I couldn't do it all myself. And so I kept saying yes to people, and I would say yes to that and yes to that and, you know, just keep taking on these new responsibilities and new opportunities. And I actually started some new projects, and I had three blogs at this point and was just completely overwhelmed because I had these three young children and my husband was trying to start his own law firm. But I wouldn't admit that. I needed help and that I was doing too much, and so I just kept taking it on myself. Well, then finally, we were getting ready to move, and um, I had another big project that I was working on that had a deadline, and it was right around the same time that we were moving. And I was just feeling really overwhelmed, and I came to my husband, and I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just exhausted, and I'm overwhelmed. And he looked at me, and he said, you know, you're bringing this on yourself. And those words just cut me so deep because I I was like, no, but yet I knew he was right. I didn't have to be saying yes to all these different things. And so that was really the moment for me when I realized that something had to change and that I was the problem, but I was also the solution. And that gave me a lot of hope to realize that I could climb out of this place where I was exhausted and overwhelmed, but I had to be the one to make some significant changes in order for it to happen. Right. It's a, it's amazing how we can 
want to help so many people and and take on so many things and we realize at a point we can't. So um, what can you say was the absolute biggest change that you made that was probably the hardest to let go of, but it definitely had the best long-term benefits for you? I think really my husband giving me permission to say no. And so during that season after he said that, I just started saying no to everything. I stepped back from all of my responsibilities. I quit two of my blogs. I got off of um, social media. I just really started kind of just put myself in this little cave, and I was no longer on Skype. I'd been hanging out on Skype with some fun friends, but it was just taking so much of my time. And so just really stepped back and said no to everything that I possibly could say no. And it was really hard for me to do because I had to, in the process, admit to people that I couldn't do it all. I had to, you know, say, I'm really sorry. I'm stepping down from such and such. I'm stopping doing so and so. And just because I'm in a hard place in my life, I'm really struggling, and I've got to cut back. And that was so difficult for me to admit but once I started saying no, it gave me so much breathing room and margin in my life that it made me realize it was the best thing that I could do. Because when I said no to all of these different things, I could step back and really examine and figure out what my priorities are so I could figure out what I really wanted to say yes to instead of just saying yes to everything. I could be intentional with my yeses. Yes. Um that brings me to my next question. How did your friends and family respond when you started making those changes? You know, at first, to be so vulnerable and authentic, I think people had always thought of me as really capable and competent. And so to say, you know, our marriage is struggling. I'm struggling as a mom. I feel like I'm crumbling inside. I feel like just exhausted and overwhelmed and my health is struggling. To admit all of that, it's very humbling. Um, and some people weren't really excited about me stepping down from things and quitting things, um, of course. And and I, I get that completely. And I think in some senses I was so just burnt out that I burnt some bridges in the process, which I, which I regret. I wish I would have taken time to explain more and to process it and to slowly cut back versus just being kind of ruthless about it. But at the same time, there were so many people that appreciated so much for me to be honest and say I can't do it all. And I think I really discovered who my true friends were because they were the ones that in that process came alongside me and, you know, were there to encourage me and help me and to build me up and to say, we're so excited that you are making these changes because it's going to it's gonna bless your family so much and it's going to bless you. Right. I um I remember last summer when you and I met, and um, that was a that was a critical time. And I don't know if you knew um, what a critical time it was and how amazing um, God worked um, to to make that meeting happen that evening. Um, but the things that you said to me that night, making sure that I understood that it was okay not to have to be everything to everyone, um, because I was I was. Definitely not probably where you were, but I was headed down that path pretty quickly. And um, just you coming up and sharing that encouragement with me and letting me know, 
you spoke words of life into me, and I I want you to know that. Um, and for bridges burned, I think any time, and maybe maybe I'm wrong here, so correct me. I think any time we say no to someone or we're making life changes, it's easy for someone to take it and say, oh, it's about me, or maybe they think I should do the same thing, when in reality we are all so different. God has gifted us and blessed us, and this life is a journey, and there's just so much that goes on in each individual life, and we miss it. We miss that joy sometimes when we step out and take on way too much or way more than he intended for us to do. Yes, I'm so grateful that the words that I spoke were a blessing to you. I just, my heart just broke for you when I was talking to you because I just, I could feel where you were at at this place of just feeling so, so exhausted. And yet it's hard not to feel obligated or to feel like, well, this is such a great opportunity or this is a great ministry or, you know, I want to be involved in this because I'm passionate about this, that it's really hard because there are so many wonderful opportunities out there. But, you know, just I think we need to give each other that permission to not do it all, to not feel obligated, because when we do that, when we're not saying yes to everything, then we're able to be so much better at those few things that we're doing. And one of the things I talk about in my book, Say Goodbye to Survival Mode, is just figuring out what your best stuff is, what those few things are that are going to matter in 25 years from now that you need to be wrapping your life around. When I did this, personally, it changed my life because I realized that I was saying yes to so many different things that really weren't going to matter at the end of my life or in 25 years. It just really didn't matter. And so it helped me to reprioritize and to have permission, to give myself permission to say no, because I knew that even though this looked so great at the end of the day, it wasn't furthering the mission that God had called me to. Um, that is a that is an excellent point, and it's it's one that today, um, this date actually is my mother's birthday. Um, she passed away five years ago. And one of the last conversations she and I had were, were it was really focused on what's going to matter and what mattered to her. And so, considering it in that in that way, that's that's a really good point. I think it's so easy to get lost in things and to lose that focus. That's a great point. Um, in your book. You mentioned that after you made these changes, you also you alluded to your friends a minute ago. Um, you started a group of people who would be your accountability partners. How yeah. how were you able to do that? How are you able to maintain truly sharing with them opportunities, ideas, and give them the freedom? to truly hold you accountable to what you're capable of doing. Yes, I think that it's really important for all of us that we have people in our life who know us well enough that they can speak truth in our life, but that they have earned that right, if that makes sense, to speak truth. But it's not just like they're coming in trying to bulldoze us over with their agenda, but they really have our best interests at heart 
They love Jesus. They love us. They want the best for us. They understand where our passions are, where our heart is, but they also understand our limitations and to speak that truth to us. I was just just with a friend just a bit ago, and really I was kind of grappling through something in my own life as an opportunity and talking to her about it, and she just spoke truth to me of saying, you know, Crystal, you don't need to be pursuing this right now, and here's why. She knows me well, and she knows me well enough to be able to say that, and and I know that she's saying it because she loves me and because she wants the best for me, and there's nothing, no agenda at all on her part, and it's, you know, really spoken with the desire that God is glorified in my life. So finding those people, and it doesn't have, you don't have to have 12 or 25 or whatever, just a few people that you can really trust, that they can keep you accountable to sticking with what are the most important things in your life and not getting all caught up in all these other things that really don't matter. Right. Do you think that is part of the the heart of where we fall into the trap of comparing ourselves to others, where we lose track of what we are able to accomplish and how God has gifted us versus others? It is so easy to compare and feel like you don't measure up. And I really feel like with the blogosphere, even though it's been such a wonderful blessing, it's also been a curse in the sense of that you can see thousands and thousands of women and these amazing things that they're doing and you're seeing kind of the best of the best of what they're doing. You're not seeing all the mess in their laundry room and for most of these women or, you know, all the the hard things that they're dealing with in their life. You're only seeing this amazing birthday party they planned or this incredible dinner that they made or, you know, this DIY project that they did. And you're seeing that and you're feeling like, I don't measure up. And then you can start beating yourself up and thinking, well, I should be doing that too. And I think especially for homeschool moms, we can, you know, hear about the curriculum that somebody is using or these projects that they're doing or field trips that they're going on or things they're involved in. And you can feel like, well, my kids are probably missing out and I I should be doing that too. But realizing that each family is going to be so unique, your children, you are you are their mother, you know them best, and you know yourself you know, better than most people do, you know your limitations, and you can't do it all. And so giving yourself that permission to, you know, keep it simple or to do some amazing thing, whatever it is, but to be okay with your life looking completely different than some other woman or some other homeschool family. Yes, and I and I really want to make that key on this call right now is to all the homeschool moms and dads who are listening, please, know that this is a journey that we are on it is it's not going to end tomorrow and as we walk this journey our children are going to change we're going to change what we like today we may not like tomorrow what works today may not work tomorrow and that is part of the beauty of homeschooling is we are able to adapt and move forward based on the needs of our family and so that's a great compare a great a great statement you make crystal because if we're constantly comparing then we're losing out on finding the hearts of our children. Yes, and I think it's so easy that we compare our weaknesses to other people's strengths, you know, and just realizing what we're not good at and that that's okay. And also realizing that there are seasons of life and there are seasons when we can do more and there are seasons when we can do less. And to also realize that 
we can't do everything in every season. And so maybe this is the season that you focus more on, you know, teaching your children and doing arts and crafts crafts with your children. And then maybe next year you're going to focus more on, you know, some cool geography thing. Or, you know, so it's every season is going to be different, and that's okay because you can't do it all in every season. Right. Let's, let's bring it back to your book for a minute. Say goodbye to survival mode. If there were three key things in there that you think would help any family get out of survival mode, what would they be? Really, the first thing would be to say no, like we've talked about, to step back and look at everything you have in your life and to say no to every single thing that is not an absolute necessity. This is if you're feeling like you're in survival mode, to say no to everything. That's not an absolute necessity. So that you can give yourself that white space, that breathing room, to be able to start thinking intentionally, thinking long-term instead of just living in the moment and trying to survive. So you start with saying no, so then that you can say yes. And so the second thing would be to create that best stuff list, that list of, you know, three to five, maybe even six things that this is what you're going to wrap your life around. You know, for me, that's my relationship with the Lord, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my kids, and a few other things. But I, so I created that best stuff list, and then I took it a step further and wrote out my priorities based upon that. So what, it's not just that I want to, that my relationship with the Lord is a priority, but to say, I want to have a vibrant relationship with the Lord. And how am I going to do that? I'm going to do that by daily spending time in God's Word. And so writing that out really clearly for me, what my goals were for my marriage, what my goals were for my children, so then when these opportunities come, I hold them up against that list, and that helps me so much because so much of the time I look and I'm like, this opportunity has nothing to do with anything on the list, or this opportunity is absolutely going to bring me closer to the Lord or closer to my husband. And so it just helps me to be able to be really wise in those decisions that I make. And so once you've said no, created that best stuff list, then that will propel you to be able to set some small goals. I feel like so much of the time we live in the moment. We're not thinking of the future. We're not planning for where do we want to be in six months from now, a year from now, five years from now. And so to start thinking long-term so that you can do things in the short term that are going to get you where you want to be in the long term. And so just creating a few goals based upon your best stuff list um, for instance, for me, I really want to have a vibrant relationship with the Lord. So one of my things on my list of goals for this year is to read through the Bible and to memorize Romans 1 and 2, um, to have a vibrant relationship with my husband and to nurture that. And so one of my goals this year is to write a love note to him every single week and to read a book on marriage every other year. So very simple, manageable, actionable, realistic goals. And just a few, but having them really helps me so that when I'm planning my week, I'm planning those things into my week, so that I'm being very intentional about these things that are priorities in my life. That's wonderful. And those are those are easy to do. I think the first step is probably the most difficult, where you have to step up and say no. Um, but it's definitely the place to start. So last but not least, um, in your book, this really changed my thought process on stewardship. 
Um, so often the discussion about f stewardship is focused on spending our money well to take care of our possessions in a way that honors God. In your book, you talk about a mission trip that you and your husband took and how that changed your view on being a good steward. Can you share that about the trip and the impact that it had? Yes. So um, when my first book, when I was working on my first book in 2009, um, one of the, or was it 2010? I'm not even sure. But anyway, one of the things God really laid on my heart was that I was supposed to use the money from that book to fund a child survival fund through Compassion International. So we chose a child survival fund in the Dominican Republic. There were 160 moms and babies, and we got the opportunity to go and visit that child survival fund. We were so excited about it, but yet I was very hesitant and kind of, you know, not sure what it was going to be like because I'd never even traveled overseas. And what was so amazing to me is is going there and seeing these moms and babies and knowing that the little things that I was doing were making a big impact there. But it didn't make me feel, I, I thought maybe it would make me feel really guilty, you know, for just for all the blessings that we had. And it didn't. It made me realize how much we have here. But what it did is it inspired me to want to be more strategic in how we spend our money, more strategic in how we, um, you know, seek to grow the business so that we can impact more lives there. And it made me so excited to think if we live simply, if we are stewarding the opportunities that God gives us here, we are able to give generously and to impact many, many lives here in our own community and around the world. And so having that mission behind why we try to steward our money well has given us so much excitement and motivation for continuing to live on little so that we can, you know, hopefully make a big impact for the glory of God. And I think that is key. I, I think from stepping back and reading your book and having met you, you've really found what God has called us to do, to go forth and make disciples of all nations for his glory and not for yours. And I think that shines brightly. And I can't thank you enough for today. Um, and being my first guest here on Rejoicing Daily, I know that many homeschool moms and dads are, are going to be encouraged anytime they come and listen to this specific podcast. Um, your book, Say Goodbye to Survival Mode, I I just know it's going to bless so many people and help change lives and really bring people back to what's most important so that we can get out of this constant running. Is there anything else you would like to add? You know, I just want to encourage people. Um, thank you so much for your encouragement to me, and I'm just I'm very grateful for what God can do through broken vessels. I mean, truly, just broken vessels who are a mess and who are constantly going to him and just saying, God, I don't know what you want me to do here. I feel so inadequate, but please use me for your glory. And so I'm just, I'm grateful. But also I just want to encourage anyone who's listening who's just feeling so overwhelmed to know that God is bigger than your biggest problem. He is a miracle-working God. He can do great and mighty things. And I just encourage you to believe him for big things because he's in the business of doing that and I feel like so much of the time we try to limit him by our finite perspective and he's infinite 
and he's amazing. And so to be believing him for that and trusting him to carry those burdens and those heartaches, leave them at the foot of the cross, and see God perform miracles on your behalf. Truly, truly beautiful. Well, Crystal, we're going to end with a little music. And um, I can't thank you enough. And I pray that you have a very safe trip home, and I look forward to many successes for you in the future for the glory of God. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's show and will come back for future shows of Rejoicing Daily. You can find the podcast through the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com and listen at your convenience. Until next time, make sure you are Rejoicing Daily.